My name is Ryan Scandalia. On today's show, we discuss a Malian migrant landing a job and citizenship the hard way, and Kanye West upping the ante on the stupidest thing he's done all year. On the baked good side, in celebration of Memorial Day and spending time with family, we sample my mother's spice cake and my uncle's cake pops. Finally, on this week's feature section, Scone to be Ashamed, we discuss how the music industry as you know it is being taken over by heinous teens. No toque esa baton. Este es el Scone to be a good one. From chocolate cakes to the quiche, my lemon bars on this beat. You know it's gonna be a good one, homie. We about to eat. What takes as hot as the oven? He got a lot because dozen. The only show to serve dessert with a side of discussion. Because it's SEO and he gonna be a good one. Yes, yeah, SEO and he's gonna be a good one. Reporting live from the kitchen. Food for thought that he dishing. It's Ryan Master of the Scone, and we thank you for listening. Cause it's SEO and he gonna be a good one. Yes, yeah, SEO and he's gonna be a good one reporting live from the kitchen for thought that edition oh yes and once again thank you kevin miner for that jingle that is quite of the fuego variety for all my spanish speaking listeners welcome to it's going to be a good one episode two i am ecstatic as you can probably hear in my voice i want to thank all of the people who listened to episode one. I got some very good feedback. How good was the feedback, you asked? Well, put it this way. Let's just say that this episode is proudly sponsored by Coke and Pepsi. You heard me right. They listened to the podcast. They liked it a bunch and they thought, you know what? This is something that we could, um, you know, get together on and really, really come together. And so I'm bringing together rival companies, lovers, friends, stepdads with their sons. This is a magical journey. And I want to make sure that people understand that and, and, and come along for the ride. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited. It's, it's, a, it's an exciting time. And we're going to kick you off right away with a story that is hot off the press, as mine always are, even though I'm only two for two on that. That is a promise that I do plan on keeping. This is a story out of Paris, or for my cultured listeners, Perry, my uncle's brother's cousin's nephew's neighbor is half French. So I, I do come from a little bit of a, of a French background. But this is a story of a young Maliant migrant, 22-year-old Mamadou Gassama, who people are calling the modern-day Spider-Man which is interesting for two reasons, one of which is that we still have Spider-Man movies, so I thought that we were in, in the modern-day Spider-Man era already, so that's a little confusing, I think. And, and the other one is that people don't know this about me, but my middle name is actually Tobey Maguire. It's, uh, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, that is no spaces between Toby and Maguire, but yes, capitals where, where Toby does it. So, you know, it's, it's something that's specific to me. It is a, it is a situation that I have to make sure that I, I am discernible and, and don't just give someone the Spider-Man title without really having them deserve it. So, so this caught my eye and I thought, well, 
I'm going to tell you a little bit about not only my middle name, but a little bit about what this absolutely brave migrant did. And so I'm really, really happy about the story. So what we have essentially is Mr. Gassama going full on Spider-Man without the whip. Right, because what's impressive is that Spider-Man does have that web, so a lot of the job is done for him. It's a very convenient mode of transportation for him. But Mr. Gassama, on the other hand, is just like me and you. Just hands and feet and, and all that good stuff, but no webbing. So, so what he did here was he saved a four-year-old child who was hanging from a balcony that was quite high. How high, you, you may want to ask? Well, put it this way. I, I would think that if this child falls, you're looking at smash kitty brains. So I, I didn't want to give you a, a tough visual, but <laughs> kind of stumbled on it. So, so that's what we're looking at here. This was a situation of Mr. Gassama really putting his brave hat on. And of course, how these stories typically work, which is why I love them so much, is that this is the humblest dude in the game. Right. He told the president of France, Emmanuel Macron or Macron or something, that he didn't think about it. He climbed up and God helped him, which that is a little different how I would handle it. If I saw that situation going on, I'd be having a ham sandwich in, in one hand and a bottle of water in the other. And I'd be thinking that's not something that I'm going to partake in right now. So I love the God factor and the God element. I am glad something pressured him to do it. I think as far as I go, I'm not sure that all the things that maybe God wants me to do or helps me do that's death defined and may cause my own brains to be quite scrambled and, and on the pavement. I'm not sure that that's the same cell for me, but I'm, I'm absolutely going to appreciate, appreciate his cell. So, so that's, that's good. So that, that's great. And then the other thing too is, is, is first of all, the president, Emmanuel Macron, you know, if, if you're wondering as a listener, if I chose this story intentionally because it kind of sounds like President Emmanuel Macaroon, I, I really appreciate that. That is that is something that is very thoughtful of you to say. But that was really not what was on my mind. Uh, but great looks. Macaroons are just okay. That's not really the point. But great look by you. But anyway, for Mr. Gassama, the rewards are just are just piling on. Okay, I'm talking the likes of which you have not seen. Okay, two main ones right off the bat. The guy got full citizenship and a job at the fire department, which, wow, like you stumble upon it and you rock it, you save the kid, the kid's alive, and next thing you know, you're, you're, they're calling you a superhero and you got a job, and oh yeah, you're not on a green card anymore, that, that's some good stuff. Now it does, you know, bring a little bit of a, of a questionable situation of you love this story. You love what the guy stands for. You gotta love his humbleness, but is he bypassing the important system and process of both citizenships and getting a job at the fire department? I know a guy who has been looking for a job at that fire department for roughly 15 years. The first 13 years, he was sitting, riding out his trust fund. And then the last two years, he was working at McDonald's because he needed some money and really likes French fries. So it brings up the point of at what cost is he creating more enemies than he is friends? I'm similar with the citizen situation. You know, what if this citizenship hit the quota, hit the May quota of like, oh, that's it. No more. Close it down. And the person who got shut out was someone who was brutally in need of treatment or service or 
all of the things that citizenship can provide. And so these are things that potentially they were cut out on. So it, it really is a little bit of an interesting situation on the on the risk versus reward. You don't have a situation where you save a couple kids and then Goldman Sachs calls you up and is like, you know what? That's the mine that we're going to need to get my client millions. There's there's a system in place. And so I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I do want to be the Debbie Let's be careful about the structure that we established er about what we're looking at here. The last part of this story that is absolutely amazing is I'm hoping at this point, if you are listening and not not listening, if that makes sense, is you're thinking, well, where were the parents? And you are a smart guy. First, you recognize the macaroon thing. Now you're wondering where the parents are. You are a bright person. And that is a fair thought by you. Um, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to the level of indifference here. But when your kid is hanging on a balcony outside alone with no parent in sight, and he's like one finger away from dying, that would probably raise some issues in my head about how good of a parent I have been. You know, I don't know if this was the third time this week that this had happened and they're one kid down now. I, I don't. I couldn't really tell you the specifics, but I, I got to take a big step back as a parent and be like, wow, that he was one pinky finger away holding on by his both of his pinkies from being a, a smashed small child, which serves society almost no benefits. Uh, I thought it was great that the article ends by saying an investigation into the whereabouts of the parents remains to be seen, which, yeah, it does. Uh, I'm glad they weren't necessarily put on blast. But while Mr. Gassama is reaping in the benefits and rumor has it bought a uh, five-story condo on the river, I'm not good with French geography, This these parents may be looking at being in the doghouse because their kid was, oh yeah, hanging off the balcony. This is this is serious stuff here. So, so bravo, Mr. Gassama. I'm, I'm happy for you, but... Wow, let's 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 get our parenting up. Let's get sweet. Well, if you don't know what that lovely jingle means, either you have a very bad memory or you stumbled upon this podcast accidentally. If it's the latter, stick around. You may have some uh, you may have some fun. You may learn a little bit about yourself too. So, who knows? But uh glad, glad to have you, Keith. I'm assuming your name's Keith. Let's go with Keith. Anyway, back to the baked goods. As I think that was George Washington once said, we're, we're going to start with my mother's spice cake. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Ryan, you're so lazy. You can't even like go out and get new baked goods. You have to rely on your parents who also give you sustenance. And first of all, you sound very strange. You sound weird. So I would check that voice. And second of all, you know what? You got a point. It, it was a it was a cheaper option by me. That that's okay. I'm fine with that. But more importantly, it was an option that was packed with much more love. And I am a I'm a loving guy. I feel like I'm opening up more than I thought I would for episode two. But I, I am a loving guy, and my mom's spice cake is quite good. And I'm not gonna let you talk bad about me. So leave. Sorry, I, I didn't want to get like that. But anyway, back to the spice cake. Now, spice cake is very interesting. Because spice cake is kind of like a vanilla cake's merengue half sister, you know. You know, it's 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 a it's a cake that you don't see a lot. 
it's a cake that you don't see at a lot of restaurants or anything, but but it's one that's that's quite delicious. It's it's not too sweet, but it, it it's sweet enough and, and packs a nice flavor. And, and and I recommend it. And, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. It's spice, but it's not too much spice. You know, it's like you pour a little bit like of like crushed pepper on your pasta and it's got like a slight kick. That's what it that's what it's doing. It's it's dancing on my tongue, but it's not running the marathon on my tongue. And I, and I think that is a very popular analogy among among pastry chefs. You may, you may not understand it, but it's a cake that does the right amount. And I think we live in a world where it's sweet times sweet equals sweet, oversweet equals sweet to the third. Um, I was a math minor. And, and I think this 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 cake delivers on something that that many don't. And don't get me started on sprinkles cupcakes where, where they where they put, as I mentioned before, little nipples. Sorry, like I'm sorry if that, that one made the podcast go from G to PG. But you know, one of the good things about home-baked goods is, is that there's no there's no extra flair. They they pack what you want them to pack, and I think I think that's important. So I'm giving this a, a yes, please out of ten, which somewhere in the in the seven point six range. It's a good solid cake. It's good on the run. It's easier on the thighs. I, I'm 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 good with this. So so it's good stuff. Now Kanye West has really been dominating the headlines recently, and unfortunately it's been for all of the wrong reasons. Now if you're somewhere in my age range, you know that Kanye West played a big role in in many of our childhoods. It started with him being one of the best rappers of all time, graduation, college dropout. These, These albums were absolute bangers, as the kids would say. I mean, even remember in seventh grade, I would wake up to Kanye West good morning on on my alarm clock. Now, it proceeded to not usually be a good morning because at that time and still to this day, I have the handwriting of a four-year-old. So they kind of thought I deserved to be in, yeah, something like a loony bin of sorts. Um, so that was a little problematic as far as the day went. But the morning and waking up was pretty smooth. Now, Kanye West, it's kind of been a couple eras. The first era I kind of mentioned before, it was amazing rapper, just larger than life. And then it kind of became larger than life in a different way. There's kind of two sections here. There's the stupid stuff he does, and then there's the really offensive, questionable stuff that he does. The stupid stuff is mostly harmless, but very peculiar and unusual. One of the things is that he he comes back on social media, like black himself out and then come back on social media. He did it with Twitter kind of recently. And it's ridiculous. He'll, he'll tweet things like, yo, dandelions are dope. And then it'll be like, three million retweets and then a girl named Ashley tagging her friend and going like, uh, yeah, this is us Cabo 2014 good memories. And it's ridiculous. Don't get sucked up into just celebrity nonsense that you think it's somehow applicable to your life. But that's, that's not the case. He said, or like something general, like he'll be like, yo, have a good day. Cause we don't get an unlimited amount of those. And then there's a there's again three million retweets and it's like oh my gosh like this is literally literally my life 
Ashley, I love you. It's the same girl. It's the same group of girls just tweeting back at each other. But I promise you, it does happen from a number of people. So, so that's kind of the harmless side. I mean, I do think that when you marry a Kardashian, you're, you're setting yourself up for that. Um, you know, if I could think of one example of, of, of that, it would be, oh yeah, Lamar Odom, who is like almost dead. Like, yeah, that, that's, he's probably high up on the list. Um, I, I do think that's a death sentence. I think that's for another podcast or my anti-Kardashian podcast, which debuts June 13th. Um, but I think so, so, so that doesn't help. But beyond the harmless stuff is, is when he does like really stupid, insensitive stuff. And this is the stuff that really blows my mind. Most recently, uh, there was a situation where Pusha T's new CD, which is called Daytona, which is interesting because I feel like that's the most white trash name you could possibly name something. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. I'm not a big Pusha T fan. But my understanding is that Kanye West is some kind of collaborative effort with Pusha T's album. I'm not sure if he's making some of the beats or, but there, there's some kind of collaborative, collaborative effort to be had here. And Kanye decided that the artwork for the new album was going to be a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom towards the end when she, when she overdosed on, from her, from her drug addiction. And it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to break down exactly how bad this really is. I mean, Kanye paid allegedly $85,000 for the rights of this photo. And it is so clearly in bad taste. I mean, one of the things that Kanye said was he, he, he talks about how like, you know what, this is, this is a good vibe for the album. This is a good energy for the album. And it's like, well, unless your album, all it is is rapping about poor taste and celebrities who have OD'd and killed themselves accidentally. Like that's, that's a very specific vibe. And it's kind of like the opposite of a Macklemore song where like Macklemore is like, yo, I'm going to save the world. Like it's okay. Same with like logic. He's, you know, logic is like, yo, it's going to be okay. I'm going to rap this song. We're going to be all right. Like bear with me. Like, trust me, I'm making a lot of money on songs that you think are supposed to make a big difference. Like it's, it's, it's the opposite of that. He is, putting on to the mainstream a really offensive image of Whitney Houston at the time where, yeah, she was about to die. I mean, there, there was a bunch of online comments that I saw, and they do not hold back. One commented, you're disrespectful and an immoral prick. You have no consideration for Whitney's memory and her family. That's not art. That's abusing someone else's pain and you reaping the benefits. Disgusting and tasteless. Great comment. Not sure I would take the time to to go and make that comment myself, but I'm going to respect it because that's true. I mean, he 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 doesn't understand that sometimes maybe the first creative thing that goes into his mind like may not be the best. Like he's thinking he's like, okay, for this album, for this album, okay, we could have like good-looking women around Pusha T potentially, but I'm kind of getting the more like glorifying Whitney Houston's drug overdose death. Like, I don't know. And also, like, I'm Kanye West, so I'm going to tweet, yo, this flower's pretty dope. Like, it, it, his brain does not seemingly work the same way as as yours and I would. And Whitney Houston's family, at least most of her family, is like, yeah, this is, like, really bad. Like, I don't want to relive this. Like, it's not even that nice of a bathroom. Like it was such a clear, poor taste 
by Kanye that we are so far from me happily waking up to Good Morning, which is still a good song, but now you're like, well, well what can I really listen to? Um, so that, that's something to consider. It's like watching a Joe Paterno great game on ESPN Classics where he coaches a great game and then you're like, oh yeah, wait, but he was a scumbag. So like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch this. It's, it's a similar vibe. Let's get sweet. We'll keep that floss away from me because we are about to get sweet one more time. This good on the docket, cake pops. Now cake pops are very interesting because they pose as a little bit of a revolution in the dessert game. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a typical cake with a fork and a knife, glass of skim milk and episode of Blue's Clues. There's a lot of nostalgia there for sure, but I think we live in a era of, of pushing the boundaries. And especially this show really seeks to extend what dessert really means. It's, it's quite philosophical. I think it took you longer than I thought to realize that. And the mobility of the cake pops is absolutely crucial. It, it, it's, it goes on the go for no better of a term I could possibly think of. It is just, it is an on the go, grab whenever you want, picnics, running, which is a little counterproductive. I mean, I really like the mobility here. It's soft on hand, a little bit like a munchkin, but Dunkin' Donuts not a sponsor, so can't really plug them at all. But but I, I really like it. This one specifically has got some nice sprinkles to give it some color. Now, yes, I don't like the company sprinkles, but I do like the color of sprinkles to add a little bit of flavor to my dessert. Really get a nice little Macarena dance fiesta thing going in my mouth is really what I'm shooting for. So we're gonna give this a shot, but but regardless of if it's good or not, it, it passes a lot of important tests. Now, sprinkles does add, like literal sprinkles, does add a sweetness element that I'm a little sensitive to. It is a little bit sweet, but it it does it gets the job. It really romanticizes your typical piece of cake, if you will, and it serves a very specific purpose. So it's an easy make-at-home kind of situation. Dance it around with some sprinkles. Do your own thing. Make it yours. But but this is a this is a yes would definitely work out of ten which is, you know, roughly translates to a, a 7.1, 7.2. This is a, this is a can do. This is a should do. This is a, let's see how it goes. To conclude the podcast, we have this week's feature segment, Scone to be Ashamed, where I talk to you about something that's going south and how you can stop it. This week's topic, music, and how the music industry is slowly dying. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, what do you mean? I, I think the music industry is just fine. I have my record player and my soft rock and my smooth jazz and music comes to me just fine. I think it's okay. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. And you know why? You're dead wrong because you don't realize what's going on right underneath your nose. And that is young teenage boys and girls ruining music for everyone. And you let it happen. You know how? Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black is what started this. And you let her go. 
She comes out with the worst song of all time. She comes out with a song that's so bad, it sounds like the producer just turned the auto-tune up and up and up and then ripped the button and it just blasted for the rest of the song. And you know what you did? You watched that video and you showed your friends that video. And you thought, oh, this song's so bad. Look at this video, it's got 3 million dislikes on YouTube. And you know what? It did have 3 million dislikes on YouTube. But you know what? You watched it. You watched it. And guess what? Guess who's verified on Twitter? Guess who's verified on Instagram? Oh yeah, yeah, Rebecca Black. And guess who is it? You. You lose. Because all it takes is a rich mommy and daddy who want to exploit, exploit, exploit. See, I can't even talk. Exploit their kid for money just because they have a cute little 13-year-old face and it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Because that's all it takes. There's no talent. There's no Justin Bieber found him on YouTube was an instant sensation because he had real talent. No. This was, he had a cute face and dad works at Steinfeld Bergwitz Law Firm. That's what happened. And that is the issue. And Rebecca Black was the start of the revolution. And the revolution has exploded. I could go on for days and days about all of these creatures. But you know who the worst is? Jacob Sartorius. Jacob Sartorius is like 15 years old, something stupidly young. And he attracts the likes of 12, 13, 14-year-old girls. Too young. Too young to know what they're doing. Instagram views in the millions. Twitter followers in the millions. Everything loads up. And you let it happen. You want to hear how bad this kid is? You want to hear how bad Jacob Sartorius is? Listen to this. Put some sweatpants on You know I can always be that guy You can think about me all night long But I think you need something To think of me Something that will keep you warm And show you we can be More than Just this So baby if you are not ready For my kiss Then you can wear my Sweatshirt what in God's name was that? And why are my ears bleeding? It's not funny anymore. It was funny before. It's not funny anymore. Because he gets away with something like that where he makes millions off these YouTube videos. Millions off of the tours. More money than you and I will ever see. So are the videos horrible? Yes. Is this kid a talentless, 13-year-old who's probably never faced a legitimate struggle in his life. Absolutely. Okay? But that doesn't give you the right, does not give you the ability to further his career. Because he's laughing all the way to the bank. You know why? Because no press is good press. And his press is the worst kind of press, and it's still good. And it's still good. He is, he's singing about girls. He's singing about sweatshirts. He's singing about having relations with girls and he hasn't even gone through puberty. It's ridiculous. It's not fair. It's not right. And you need to do something about it. Whether it's reporting those videos, whether it's disliking those videos, you got to make the difference because I've tried. I made a video about it and, it and I got eight likes. And you know what? Eight likes isn't going to do it because it's about time someone steps up and says, you know what? That cute 13-year-old kid has no talent. 
And the only person who has talent is a little bit the producer, but even he's pathetic and morally corrupt. So mm, yeah, it doesn't work, okay? It doesn't work. So someone's gotta do something about it. Look up Jacob Sartorius, look up Maddie B. These people are criminals. They're stealing little kids' parents' money. And if you're not gonna do something about it, someone's gotta. And that is why the music industry is gonna be dead before we know it. Didn't think the podcast would get that serious, but you know, I, I, I had to say what I had to say. But now that we've crossed that river, Thank you very much for listening to the second episode of It's Going to Be a Good One. I appreciate it. I hope you appreciate it. I hope your friends will appreciate it. Don't forget, no matter what, it's going to be a good one.